I want to swing from the from chandelier. The chandelier. <laughs> Basically. I don't know whether if we're going to call it English, common, or... Oh, my God. Who are you? I don't know. I'm not that important. Guy. Shut up. Um, I don't know whether we're going to call it English or common or whatnot, but basically, I think for now, I'm just going to stick to calling it common, Uh, but it's going to be common and Nikoken, and then they're going to have different dialect variants. So like how you were saying, what were the different types of Nikoken that you were t- t- that you were wanting? Woodland, Savannah, and Alpine. Yeah. So basically each one of them, like they'll all three speak Nikoken, but they'll be different like dialects. Yeah. Like it's still English, but it's just, it's different. That's how it's going to be for the different kind of Nico can. I don't know what that smile is, but stop it. It's English with fancy lettering. <laughs> Rewind. What did, what did you say? Now, before we get into everything uh, at the beginning of the episode, we actually don't have an intro just yet for the D&D shit show. So... Mature audiences only kind of thing. Uh, we're we're going to try and keep cussing down into a minimum. Uh, if there is a cuss word, it will be quacked out. Uh, I apologize for last episode for our episode one. I did not adjust the love the levels of the quack. So if you are using headphones and you get this loud quack in your head, I'm so sorry. The next episodes, I, I will be adjusting the levels and everything. So I, I apologize if, if any of the audio levels were were too high or some people were or if we were too quiet as the I'm, I'm i edit the episodes I'm, I'm learning different levels and tricks and tips on how to edit a, a podcast so please bear with me i'm sorry uh but hopefully soon sometime in the future we will have an intro and everything like that to get started uh it is, this is me wade boson uh i am the game master uh, I am creating the world of Cydonia in my head as we go along, and we're going to be making episodes of us talking about the world of Cydonia um, as it's being made, essentially as a uh, behind the scenes before we start our campaign. And we'll have little beta test testing episodes of us trying to uh, test out our different rules and different mechanics. Uh, I'm going to try and keep everything canon as much as possible, but I say us because. Yes, it is my world and I am creating it, but I also have my players, my fellow podcasters, uh, are also helping me create the world. Uh, all I do is I come up with the race and the idea, and then if one of them wants to run with it and they want to help make it, uh, I kind of just give it to them. So I'm Wade Boson. I'm here with... Injected Neurotoxin. Sean. And and uh, and Sean. Uh, so I'm here with those two. Uh, we made... The Nikokin is our version of cat people and uh, injected neurotoxin wanted to kind of take over that and help make different variants, uh, racial subclasses for the Nikokin. So I'm going to let her go ahead and take over and read off what she has. And then at some point, I'm going to be getting PDF files on my website for basically anyone to download and use. And if y'all want to give back feedback on our Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. Y'all can. We are always open to suggestions. Just don't be a jerk. That's all I ask. So inject a neurotoxin. Go ahead and take it away. I haven't 
completely finished everything. I did all of the sub races first because I realized in the last four hours that I hadn't done a goddamn thing. (laughs) That's okay. But this is what we call doing a little funny. Uh, So for the sub races, I'm going to start off with uh, Alpine. Uh, Alpine Nikokin are a bit smaller than the other two variants uh, due to the environment. Uh, They heavily rely on knowledge, interpersonal relationships, and arcana itself to make it through bitter, moistless. Moist? (laughs) Dyslexia. (laughs) Merciless. Merciless. Moistless. So moist. Why why are we... What? Winter. (laughs) It's a moist winter, guys. It's a very moisty winter. Oh, geez. (laughs) So, you know, the perks they got, uh, they got fluffy. Okay. Cold weather resistance. Uh, this is only for weather, not for the damage type. Uh, for now, are these fluffy? Are they going to be totally just big, fat, and fluffy, or just fluffy in general? Perhaps both. Just a little bit of both. They got built rugged uh, due to the harsh mountain life. Uh, they have naturally rough paw pads. Uh, so, as a result, they ignore difficult terrain when it's the result of ice and snow. Uh, and then. They also gain the spell Frostbit and Lullaby as a cantrip. Uh, Jesus Crispies, let me know if this is overpowered because I've never homebrewed spells before. Okay. Uh, so it's a cantrip with range of 30 feet centered on the caster. Uh, lasts for a minute. So is it a 30 foot sphere centered on the caster? Yes. Okay. I probably should have put that. No, it's okay. As long as we clarify. Yeah. Uh, I I I'll, I can write it down like more of how I have the the chicken spell, the chicken summoning spell. I can I can write it down there that way like a lot in a type it down a lot better later on. So. Yeah. Uh spell requires concentration. Okay. Until it ends. Uh the only component is verbal. Okay. Uh the caster's voice projects all around the area in song. Uh the music is soft but has a haunted quality. Okay. Uh, anyone who starts their turn within 30 feet of the caster must make a wisdom saving throw or succumb to the tune. On a failed save, the target not only feels drowsy, but has a wave of cold creeping around them, taking 1d6 initially. Uh, until they succeed the save, or until the spell ends, targets have disadvantage on attacks, along with constitution, intelligence, and wisdom saves and checks. Okay. Uh, the targets are aware that the song is affecting them, uh, spell fails immediately if the target has the deafened con- condition. Uh, if the caster's voice is impeded by their mouth being covered, they do have an option to hum instead, uh, but it shortens the affected radius to 10 feet. The only thing I would say is that the distant wise, because I know that like, like sound travels a lot further than 30 feet. Yeah. And so I would say that I think it would be... Like, well, the melody's soft. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's soft but haunting. Okay. So anybody close enough to hear it is going to be affected. Is going to be affected. Okay. So yeah, because I think. So are we gonna? So anyone who can hear it is affected. What? Anyone who can hear the melody yes. is affected. So ally, enemy, it doesn't matter. Okay. So if you're within thirty feet of me when I start the spell, it's a problem. Okay. That's what I wanted to clarify. I was like, yes. does this affect your party as well? Yes, it does. Okay. And I was going to tell you, if, if you said that it, it, it didn't, I was going to say... It, like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. 
the next one is Savannah. Okay. Uh, they are the tallest of the subraces. Uh, most of it's in the legs. Uh, <laughs> like cheetah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're built for like fast-paced movements, sharp turns, and like acrobatics. Um, they have very like close-knit families and communities. Uh, some tend to be skittish, and others tend to be more competitive. But overall, they're pretty like mellowed out people. Okay. Uh, they get. What do you mean, people? These aren't folk. <laughs> they get wide strides, so their base movement increases to thirty-five. Okay. Uh, they have like graceful maneuvers, so they gain proficiency in athletics and acrobatics. Okay. Uh, they get lofty, so without a running start, and as a bonus action, uh, Savannah Nikukin can leap twenty feet across and ten feet high. Okay. Uh. Using this feature doesn't provoke opportunity attacks, and they also don't suffer from fall damage from 10 feet and only half damage from 30. Also, fun fact, if you go down to the San Antonio Zoo in San Antonio and you go to the tiger exhibit, uh, they have it marked out uh, the the max distance that a uh, Bengal tiger can leap, which is, I think, 30 meters, or oh, not yeah. meters, it's but it's really cool. long. And uh, they give you like a like you'll see like kids come over and they'll like try and jump it and stuff. But I I wanted to see if I could make it, and so I uh I want I think it's okay. Correction, it's either the San Antonio Zoo or it's Disney World's uh Animal Kingdom. I don't remember which one it was that I was at, but it's one of those two. But I figured out that if I give myself I gave myself a running head start, I was able to leap from the beginning dis from the beginning distance marker. All the way to the max distance of a Bengal tiger, I was severely impressed with myself. That's these guys. They got they got legs. They got legs for days. Legs for days. Jump twenty feet from a standing position. Yeah. No head start necessary. Uh, and then they also get a spell. Okay. It's called augment. I can't read. Hang on. Augmented reality. What they invented VR. <laughs> Augmented potential. <laughs> Wait, are we part of the Matrix? Right? Yeah. Is this the Matrix now? No. <laughs> Ah! injected no uh to cantrip and has a range of 120 feet only affects one target only requires a somatic component uh caster's hands spark with a red orange light as they point to the target uh that they the, the person that they want to cast it on it could be themselves too um if the target and the caster are one and the same uh they gain an extra 1d6 to their next attack roll uh, but if it's an ally, the ally gains a 1d8 to make them help their allies more than they help themselves. Uh, the damage type for the d6 and the d8 is fire because the heat of the savannah manifests itself in the spell. Okay, so essentially you're at your, like, if if your ally has a sword and your savannah, right, the savannah Nikokin wants mm -hmm. to increase that, essentially they're like, Essentially, superheating the sword to have it basically cause fire damage. Yeah, I described it as like uh, the heat is the the heat of the savannah manifests itself in in the spell. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and that's their that's their one spell. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like um, that. that one might be cool. That one I think might be cooler than the. I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to build the all these spells to be super cool. I don't know which one I think is cool, the savannah or the lullaby one. 
I'm oh that one's that's a no, no, the chicken grenade is still the coolest. I don't know. Yeah, chicken summoning might be cooler. A thousand chicken summoning spell might be cooler. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's chaos magic. Yeah, it's a bit more chaos magic. But I I don't know. I like that. that, That's a good cantrip for this event. Like, that's that's great. Yeah, I like that. Uh, And then the woodland, uh, living amongst the fae and the forests and jungles, woodland, Niklukin are natural healers in their own right. Uh, how, however, much like the Fey, they are fickle forces that don't often extend a helping hand to strangers unless they sense good within them. Okay. Uh, keep watch for their mischievousness. Uh, they get precise cognizance. Woodland Nikokin have a hard time getting lost, and you know if they're foraging, they got it under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gain expertise on survival. Oh, um, dope. They get concealed. Uh, you can attempt to hide while only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, falling snow, mist, or other natural phenomenon. They gain proficiency in stealth. Uh, and then they get a spell called Replenish. Okay. Uh, it is a touch cantrip. It takes two turns to actually complete because they don't have contract with the Fae. Okay. Uh, yeah, because they're just doing their own yeah. magic. Okay. It's a verbal component. Somewhat to the effect of don't die, nerd. (laughs) Don't Uh, die, nerd. Don't worry, I got you, fam. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Upon cast and contact, a faint green light surrounds the hand of the caster. The light is recorded to be warm and feeling, almost like basking in the sun. Uh, The target feels the heat of the spell, soothes their wounds, regaining 1d4 plus the spellcasting ability modifier worth of HP. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, due to not being connected to, like, say or anything, Mm. Uh, the spell has a casting time of two turns. Okay. Um, if the spell is interrupted for whatever reason, uh, the spell's target only regains one d four. Okay, I like that. I agree. That's really good. And that's all that you got for the new Kukin variants. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like those. Those are some good ones. I'm glad I gave them to you to yeah yeah to work with. All right. Before we continue on with this episode, injected, you're a dice goblin, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to take that as a yes. But uh, it looks like your dice bag over here is uh, lacking. Yeah. Uh, of course. You know where you where you should go to get an even better bag? Where? Uh, you should go to ValhavenStudio.com. Also, Valhaven Studio on Instagram, where you can go find some brand new dice bags you can get. They're all customizable. You send in a description onto Valhaven Studios Instagram and send them essentially a description of your character and you know what you get back in return? What? A dice bag in the theme of your character. Now how cool would that be? You know what? Yeah, give me an example of what you would want on your dice bag real quick. Just give me one item. Like stars? Some stars? You know you know what Valhaven Studio? They can do that. Because if you go to their Instagram you see all their wonderful examples, they have galaxy themed bags. They have gun-themed bags. They have ones with patches all over them. Valhaven Studio uses all types of materials and all different types of fabrics to make your wonderful and perfect themed dice bag tapered to you. Now, doesn't that seem nice? Hell of a deal. All right, so what are you doing here? Go to Valhaven Studios on Instagram, send them a message, and let them know what you want. I'm on my way right freaking now. 
as all serious note, go to Valhaven Studio on Instagram and then go to ValhavenStudio.com to go ahead and check out the different dice bags and a description of the people who make these bags. And we'll get back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, Blue's Clues? I just got to eventually figure out what spells, uh, what chaos spells you're going to give me. Oh, I have a chaos spell for you. Okay. Because I need a level one chaos spell to start. I don't really, well, I don't think we're going to do, we're not going to do levels. We're going to do like classifications of spells. So a class one spell, class two, class three, and those will take uh, like a certain amount of spell slots. So there is a, they spell, I really want to give it to you, but I'll have to figure out like how we'll do it because we're going to make you basically a, but we have to come up with the entity of chaos and that your character, Mr. Pandemonium. Uh, has made a pact with in order to get chaos magic. It's a spell called 1000 Chicken Summoning Spell. Oh, so basically, it is going to be an illusion or actual chicken? It's going to be actual chickens. So oh, nice. So 1000 chickens are summoned in a single point and blasted outwards. The chickens fill the area they are summoned in. After 10 turns, the chickens pixelate and fade away. But what happens is once a spot within range is chosen, all players, NPCs, and and, care, and creatures have three turns or eighteen seconds to get in to get behind, in or or around, or basically take cover uh, or take a D10 damage. If the players, NPCs, or creatures is within ten feet of the spell, uh, they are now prone and have disadvantage on getting up. Then ten thousand chickens stay for ten turns, like I mentioned before, um, in the area. Uh, also, the area that the chickens uh, reside in is considered rough terrain. If you are looking at the spell's blast, uh, you are blinded for two turns. If you are 25 feet near the spell's blast uh, uh, blasting point and you're not covering your ears, you are deafened for two turns. And it sounds like a loud ringing in your ears. So basically, it goes off like a flashbang. So essentially, it's it's going to act as like a grenade. You're going to pick, you're going to basically chunk it, like throw that. Throw Chuck that it thing. in a group of enemies. Basically, and when they see it, it's going to be like, what is that? And they're going to look at it. It's going to blast as a flashbang. They're going to be blinded. They're going to have a ring in their ears. And as the ringing in their eyesight comes back, they're going to start hearing. And they're going to look around. And there's going to be a, a thousand chickens is now taking up the area. They take D10 damage. And, they're, and they also make a dexterity. Well, I didn't put it on here, but they make a dexterity saving throw to see if they're yeah. prone or not. It's... <laughs> <laughs> so if you have that's like a, actually perfect yeah so it is literally uh uh like oh we're going down in a cave but like there's enemies or there's bandits is like don't worry guys i got this <laughs> chicken chickens. a thousand chicken summoning spell so as you're clearing rooms you're like oh there's enemies over there so you peek around the corner toss your chicken grenade and then go around the corner and next thing you hear you hear is <laughs> just chickens everywhere yeah and if we need to retreat, it's a perfect yeah. It's a perfect so, cover. I think what I'm gonna do is if you use a spell slot and a half, that's a thousand five hundred chickens. If you use two spell slots, that's two thousand ch- chickens. So if you use five spell slots <laughs> to, I mean, to cast that, this, you have five thousand chickens. You could fill a dungeon <laughs> like whole room with five thousand chickens. And they just so you know how in Minecraft when you have the spawning egg. And you you like you glitch out the game, and you just keep spawning chickens in one point, and then you hit it, and then all the chickens disperse in Minecraft. 
that's what I'm imagining is you're throwing one of those like an egg, like a summoning egg, and it, and, and it hits, and then all the chickens go. <laughs> but I was like, that has to, that needs to be a chaos magic spell. Future apology for any audio inconveniences or mistakes or anything like that. We are all still learning. So thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Part three, baby. You, this is part one, baby. <laughs> Lore, part three, baby. Yeah, we skip part two. We just do part one and part three, baby. <laughs> yeah.